All right, well, everybody, welcome back. Uh, today we're talking to one of the students we worked with last cycle, or I guess it's still the current cycle, but she was a reapplicant and came to us to ask for some help. We worked with her throughout the year and she was accepted. She actually already started her program, but I'll go ahead and let her tell her story. So if you could go ahead and tell us your name and which PA program you're currently attending. Yeah. So my name is Davia Patel and I'm currently attending George Fox University in Newburgh, Oregon. Well, congratulations, Divya. Again, this was your second time applying? It was my second time applying. Yes. Okay. First time working with you, but second time applying. Right. Well, I know yours is quite an interesting story. You and I were just talking about this. So if you can just tell us, like, we'll kind of get to the end part of this is tell us about how you were notified and when you started school. Yeah, notified December 31st, started school January 3rd. So, <laughs> <laughs> and it was in a different state too, right? In a different state. It was luckily, it was about a 12 hour drive from my hometown. <laughs> so, I was able to drive my car up there <laughs> the next day, but um, different states, so different laws and everything. So, so did you just. <laughs> Did you just hang up the phone and start packing and like, I got to go, everybody. Sorry. Happy New Year. I'll see you next year. Got to go. Yeah. They actually called me. When was it? Around 11 p.m. too that night. So <laughs> it, it's not even like I got the whole day. I just got like maybe an hour left that day. Um, yeah, I was, you know, after I was done crying, I um, <laughs> went up and started packing. And then I was just watching. I remember watching the online orientation they sent me at like three in the morning. <laughs> And I, I was like in and out of sleep. And then I woke up and I'm like, am I dreaming? And I start pinching myself. Like, is this real? It was very real. And then I had one day until I had to leave town. So went to Macy's, bought a bunch of winter coats because I'm from California. We don't know what winter is over there. And I was moving up to Oregon where it's freezing cold. And so I'd never, I didn't own a jacket like that. So I had to buy a couple of coats, last minute things, notebooks, get back into the school year, iPad, obviously. And then I drove up here that same day. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. awesome. So let's go ahead and go back a little bit. So let's talk about how did you ever first decide to become a PA? What was what, what spurred that? Yeah, I think it was just, well, ever since I was little, um, I come from an Indian family and Indian women. We were, at least in my family, we were always tailored to follow the path into healthcare. And it wasn't necessarily like, a broad variety of things that we can pick from. It was just always to become a doctor. You know, I still remember growing up my first kindergarten project. My dad told me like, oh, you should put a doctor. Like that's what you're going to be. And I'll say, okay. And then my whole life, um, you know, it's always, you can only be a doctor. And he, I remember him saying one time, you know, you're either going to be a doctor or a disgrace to me. Like it's always a doctor. <laughs> and then, you know, I kind of went with that. Um, um, my first year of college, I didn't really know what I wanted to be, but I know that there were expectations set for me. And so it was coincidentally that when I went to an urgent care in Arizona, my provider was actually a PA and this role seemed really unique to me. I didn't know anyone that looked like me in that role. And from the beginning, I always wanted to create diversity in any way that I could and create, I opened up a path for not only women, but women of color to really go on, go beyond their boundaries. And so that's, you know, I thought that was really eye-opening to me. I did my research on the PA profession that same day and saw that it was only a two-year program and I just needed some patient care hours to get in. And 
I think that one thing with me too, is that I learned better working really quickly with my hands. I didn't want to spend so much time um, going through medical school, going through residency. And I thought that PA, by being a PA, I would be able to quickly serve the community that raised me and really that I grew from. And so I always remember you do. I remember when you told me that I'll never forget that. And I think I've repeated to some other students that <laughs> one about uh, either become a doctor or become a disappointment. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, luckily for my dad, George Fox, they actually allowed me the opportunity to pursue a doctorate degree within my two years there as a PA. So we finish our PA program. And then I think it's only like, a, I think it's like three months out from that. We're working, but we're also doing our doctor online. So right. it's yeah. So I think he got what he wanted at the end, too. So it's great. <laughs> so talk to us about your undergraduate experience. Where did you complete that at? Yeah, I went to UC Davis up north in California. Loved it. It was super green. Smelled like cows, but that's okay. <laughs> My major was human development. So um, I would say that it prepared me a lot for the behavioral side of healthcare. Um, and then all my core classes, I had, um, I did I did it along the sides of my uh, major too. So I got to do both. And I gave me the best of both worlds. So learning from prenatal development all the way up into gerontology development. Nice. Um... Were you able to fulfill your prerequisites at undergrad or did you have to take additional courses afterwards? Oh yeah, I definitely took additional classes after I graduated just to either boost my GPA or meet the, um, you know, there's always outlier classes that every program has like developmental psych or I don't know, biochem that I didn't really get to complete afterwards. So, and I definitely retook some that I got a B in just so that there was no questions asked. <laughs> okay. What about the GRE? Did you have the GRE? I did not take, uh, I mean, I took the GRE, um, but I didn't like my score. And so I didn't use it to apply. I didn't use the score when I applied to PA programs. So tell me about your patient care experience hours. How did you get those? Yeah, well, I started out as a medical assistant. I was certified as an EKG technician as well as an EMT, but I started out as a medical assistant in urgent care because I thought that that would provide me with the most amount of experience just to be ready for anything that walks through the door as an urgent care. That's what you have to expect. You never really know what sets the tone for the day. And then I realized that with that experience, I was really passionate about women's health. And so I moved on to OBGYN where I got a core, the core behind my patient care hours. Great. What about shadowing? How were you able to get shadowing hours? Oh my goodness. It was very difficult to find in-person shadowing. Even before the pandemic, I remember just cold calling a bunch of offices in my nearby area. And I even made it down to a city that was an hour and a half away from me. And the PA was finally willing to let me shadow her. So I would drive every like once or twice a week and just shadow her and then head back to work. But um, I knew I needed that to get into PA school. So I was willing to do it. Nice. Yeah. What about volunteering? How are you getting your volunteer hours? Yeah, volunteering. That's something that my family and I really love to do. I grew up being a Girl Scout. And so volunteering, at least finding opportunities was really easy for me because of that experience that I had growing up. So my mom and I, we would cook meals together. It was actually a fun way to hang out with the family too. We would cook meals together for the at-risk community in Fremont. So that was like homeless people, as well as the elderly who couldn't really make their own food or go out for groceries, especially during the pandemic. So I did that. I made masks at home during the pandemic for local clinics that were um, short of PPP, PPE, I'm sorry. And, um, I, you know, I was thinking about the pants prep pearl, so I've been saying PPP a lot. It's <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I did those two things uh, for a majority of my hours. 
Okay. So since you mentioned it, let's bring, let's talk about the pandemic. You had to do all this, you know, two times during the pandemic. How did that affect your overall application, whether your patient care hours or the shadowing and volunteering? Yeah. For patient care hours, I would say that I just continued working in OBGYN and, um, Actually, it was funny because a lot of people were having babies during the pandemic. So I think that my hours were actually boosted. (laughs) So I got more hours during the pandemic for the patient care hours part. Um, In terms of volunteering, so I definitely had to alter that. I started volunteering from home rather at like, you know, clubs or organizations that I would interact with people. It was more so like an at-home project now. Mm -hmm. And so it was more so working with families. So those two things that I mentioned. And I would say the hardest problem with the pandemic was definitely uh, taking classes in person. I definitely had to learn how to make my own lab at home at certain Mm -hmm. points for my online classes. So I bought a ton of supplies from Walmart and we just kind of had to make do with what we had um, in our kitchen. And we would just send videos to um, the course that or our instructor, mm-hmm. whoever is in that lab. So doing that. And I think the hardest part was definitely finding PAs to shadow. Um, definitely had to utilize virtual shadowing because there were no PAs that wanted me to come in <laughs> to shadowing the planet. Completely understandable, but um, virtual shadowing definitely helped for that. And it's nice that programs were accepting virtual shadowing hours. Right. Yeah. So let's talk about, so the first cycle that you applied, um, did you have any interviews with the first cycle? I didn't know. I didn't have a single interview and I think I applied to 20 schools. Okay. So um, then we started working with you. Mm -hmm. And so we talked about things that you could make yourself a more competitive candidate. How many schools did you apply to this cycle? I think I applied to about 24 schools this cycle. Okay. And how many interviews did you get? I had four interviews so far because I know the cycle is not over yet, but four so far. Yeah. Okay. Um, So from the first time you applied until this current cycle, what do you feel changed in terms of making yourself more competitive? I think a lot. I think that um, you and I started working together in December and applications were already submitted in May, the beginning of May. And so within that four months that we had, I, I was able, you know, you guided me to take, I think four or five more courses that I could definitely improve on. I think that I had to be in, you said, you know, just retake them, get an A, it won't ever harm me. So I was like, that's exactly what I did. And that really helped me show the upward trend that I needed. And um, we worked a lot on my personal statement. I think we had like somewhat, maybe like over 10 revisions that we did together. (sighs) So it was, it was, it was a lot, but I really appreciated your help with that as well as supplementals and just picking what schools I need to go to. So definitely hitting every part from A to Z. And I definitely saw the success of that this cycle. Okay. Then Obviously we worked with, we worked together in mock interview preparation. Yes. How did you mm-hmm. feel that? Did that help? Yes. I would be completely lost without that foundational. I, I think that, you know, just how not to keep rambling on with, <laughs> you know, useless words and just saying what you mean and just getting to the point. And you allowed me to, I guess, realize more parts about myself that I didn't know in terms of what I truly had passion for, how to articulate myself better as to why I wanted to become a PA in person. And I really liked um, how every question that we reviewed was in the interview that I had. And I think that really helped me just get a, you know, like a little pregame for the interview. And it Mm -hmm. really worked. And I think that I was waitlisted at two programs, but I was eventually accepted into one of them. And so I think that really helped. 
Nice. So this is usually why people are watching this. And so we talk about what advice do you have for say somebody else who either didn't get accepted or they're just now thinking about applying to a PA program. What would, what would you tell that person? Yeah. So if you didn't get accepted, I would say just keep going. I mean, even for me, it took me a couple cycles to get in and it's definitely worth it. Um, it's hard um, knowing that, you know, you worked so hard, but you couldn't get in. Like it's difficult. It's getting more difficult every year. It's getting more competitive, but I think the end reward, it's, it's truly worth it. Becoming a PA and literally in the first two months that I've been at my program, it's hard. It's really hard, but I love every minute of it. I wouldn't be doing anything else. Um, I don't, I have no regrets. And for someone who's just getting started into the PA career or wants to pursue it, it's going to, it's going to be a journey. It's going to be a fun journey, but at times I think you're going to ask yourself like, why, why do I even want to do this? But I think just, you know, keep, I don't know, keep holding on to the end goal of like how happy you're going to make yourself and others and the impact you're going to have on the world, just getting out there so quickly as a PA and knowing everything that, you know. Okay. And you feel that, you know, working with someone like we work to you, is that worthwhile doing? Yes, most definitely. I think that you definitely need a mentor throughout this journey. You need someone who's going to be the voice of reason and really a strong mentor for you. And I don't think I could have picked or even met anyone better than the PA Mentor Online program and James and everyone. So I, I highly recommend it if you're pre-PA and to get started as soon as you can, because you definitely don't want to waste any time in this application process. Thanks. Um, you did say something before we started the interview, you and I were talking and I liked what you said about how you couldn't, now that you're in school, you realize you couldn't ever really truly prepare for this or. No, I couldn't. I mean, <laughs> not that I got time to, but even if I did, I think that you can buy like as many books as you want and <laughs> read them. But I mean, it's like a, drinking from a fire hose. Every, I know everyone says this, but wow, like I'm taking seven courses and it's a lot it's a lot finding time but I mean I love it I love every minute of it and we're just back-to-back finals and but it's worth it it's worth it no we were you know we talked to students obviously and everybody it's always kind of this I feel like people have this idea in their head of what PA school is and then when you actually get in and start then it's not exactly what you thought it was going to be it's going it's it's hard it's hard. It's different. Yeah. It's all, it's pretty all consuming. I mean, this is, this is your life now for a while. It is. And I know that people talk about, you know, discovering more of the city that they're in and everything. <laughs> it's great, but I mean, probably only during spring break or this one week off that you get during summer, because I think we, we don't get any breaks here, <laughs> right? which is fine, but you know, that's how it is. That's the reality. Well, I really appreciate you doing this. It was a pleasure working with you. I told you when we met, I, I knew you'd get in. Um, you're just, you were an outstanding student. You had a great record and all the right reasons. So I appreciate you sharing your story with us today and for everybody else listening. Oh, yes. Best of luck with your next batch of students. Too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, Divya. Thank you.